0: You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this one. Today I got to talk to Raymond Ritter, who is the Senior Vice President of Communications for the Warriors. Basically, he worked with the players, and he's kind of like the middleman between the players and the media. So when you watch those post-game interviews on ESPN, he arranges those interviews. And... He basically is the person that's in between the media and the team, and it was such an amazing thing to be able to talk to him. So if you're interested in the sports industry or if you're interested in communications, then this interview is definitely the one for you. So I don't want to take up too much of the intro time anymore, so I'm just going to lead it on to the rest of the podcast. So without further ado, here is the episode with Raymond Ritter, who is the senior vice president of communications for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'll give like a little rundown of what I'm doing. So, uh, I started this podcast to learn uh, about other people's jobs because I'm a teenager, and I know that a lot of my friends and my classmates don't really know what their future goals are going to be like. So. I started a podcast this year to talk to people with other jobs to learn about what they do. And then I distribute it on like, you know, Apple, Spotify and all those places. And I just have people like people just listen to it to learn about different jobs and hopefully like guide them on their path on what they might like to do or what they might not like to do. Great. Um, So yeah, that's basically the rundown of what I'm doing. Great. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this because I really appreciate it and I sure. can't wait to learn more about this job. So I always start off every one of my podcasts by asking, what is your job title?
1: My title is Senior Vice President of
0: Communications. And what is your job description? So what do you do? Uh, that's a loaded question. My yeah. My primary
1: responsibility is I'm I guess, in one nutshell, the, the liaison between the warriors and the media, the local media, the national media the international media so i'm I'm basically the middleman between the the organization and the media yeah. and i mean there there's many things that fall within that sphere, but uh that in its simplest form is what my job description is-
0: mm-hmm. so did you always know that you wanted to work? in a communications job or a job that was in this industry from an early age?
1: I would say the latter. I always knew I wanted to get involved in sports. Um, When Mm. I first was a a high school kid, I would say, I actually, my initial plans or hopes and aspirations were to be a broadcaster. Um, Mm. So I grew up uh, spending a lot of my time in the Southern California area, and we had some incredible broadcasters there with the Lakers, Chick Hearn, and and with the Dodgers, Vin Scully, and the Angels, Dick mm-hmm. Enberg, and the uh, L.A. Kings, Bob Miller. So I had some great, great broadcasters. The Clippers, Ralph Mill- Ralph uh, Lawler. So I uh, just loved sports. Quickly realized that at five foot six, one hundred and forty pounds, I probably wasn't going to actually play too many sports. So <laughs> um, just was was a, uh, a huge basketball baseball football fan growing up and just knew i wanted to get involved in sports again first it was a broadcaster then kind of realized that to get into broadcasting hey, you had to talk really fast and i just uh i actually think if i would have really focused on it, i might have been able to do it to be honest with you
0: uh-huh.
1: um although a good number of those those jobs go to especially analyst like job analyst jobs go to the former players um, and a lot, of, a lot of the jobs for the play-by-play guys, a lot of it's, it's knowing the right people and kind of lucking out into a, a good situation. So I, uh, at, at a certain point, I changed career paths. But to answer your, your question directly, yeah, I always wanted to get involved in sports uh, somehow and uh, mm-hmm. at a certain point just realized mm-hmm. the communication field would be the, uh, be
0: the best. Mm-hmm. So how did you first learn about this specific job
1: yeah, so I it actually goes back many years to when I was in in college. Um, one night I was uh, driving home, and uh, I'd always heard about this guy. I grew up in Southern California, a huge Laker fan, listened to every game, watched every game, and, mm-hmm. and one night I was actually driving home from a, a night course, and during halftime the uh, Lakers broadcaster, again, a guy named Chick Hearn, interviewed a guy named Josh Rosenfeld who was the Lakers PR man at the time. This is back in the late eighties, early nineties. And he, uh, one of the questions that chick asked Josh, he was, uh, yeah, you know, he was a Lakers longtime PR director. Mr. Roosevelt was, and he asked him how, how, how do kids get involved in this or how do someone start a career in this? And he goes, well, we, we offer internships to college students. And so I, I, Quickly got home and uh, whipped up a resume and sent it off to the uh, to the forum to Josh Rosenville, where the Lakers played and was hoping that I'd, I'd hear back from him so so that's how I found out about mm-hmm. public relations and I knew that he always dealt with statistical information and I was always fascinated by numbers and how many points a guy averaged or how many home runs he had or how many yards he gained and all that stuff so as a just a huge sports fan all that all that information was always Uh, near and dear to me and then I tried to read as much stuff as I possibly could in in magazines and newspapers whatever about uh, the the Lakers or the Angels or the Dodgers or the Cowboys or whoever just was just consumed with sports and so I heard Josh talk about what he did and and how he dealt with the the players and the interviews and the publicity and the statistics and all Mm -hmm. that stuff I thought that'd be interesting, so I, I seeked an internship right away, so that's kind of how mm-hmm. I got
0: to mm-hmm. found out about the about the
1: about this type of career
0: Mhm and kind of drawing from that, so you started off an intern, and right now you have an executive position, so what was your pathway to get from the internship to where you are today, and what were those different jobs that you had in between kind of like yeah.
1: So I uh, started off as an intern. As I said, my first year was around 1990, 1991 with the mm-hmm. Lakers. This was—I uh, tell you all the time—the very ever, ever first press conference I was ever ever a part of was the uh, Magic Johnson announcing he was HIV positive on November mm-hmm. seventh, nineteen 1991. And when I say a part of, I was just a snotty-nosed intern, so I wasn't really mm-hmm. a part of it other than probably running off copies of the press release at a Xerox mm-hmm. machine. Um, So that was a did an internship with the Lakers for a couple of years, which is extremely valuable to me. Recommend to any kid who wants to get started in sports to do an internship. It's really the only way to get involved. Um, And I did that for a couple of years. Uh, Professional sports is really limited. The number of people that work in it, especially in public Mm -hmm. relations departments. So at that time, the Lakers might have had three or four full time employees. And so uh, about the time my internship was going to end the person who was the assistant PR director for the Lakers um, decided uh, they wanted to move on and so the Lakers told me about um, six or eight weeks before the season ended that uh, when this person moved on they were going to hire me full-time to be the assistant PR director. So Ended up taking that position and working full-time as the Lakers assistant PR director from roughly 1992 to 1998. Incredible time. You know, Mm -hmm. Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Byron Scott, uh, eventually near the end, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Jerry West, and Mitch Kupchak in the front office. Just uh, just Chick Hearn as their broadcaster, so just a dream come true for me. Uh, did that for six years with the Lakers as their assistant PR director. Um, then a gentleman that I knew who worked for the Sacramento Kings, a guy named Travis Stanley, was hired to be the vice president of communications for the Golden State Warriors in the summer of 1998. Travis knew me from a few trips I made to Sacramento with the Lakers and called me and asked me if I wanted to move to Golden State to be their PR director. Which was a step up from assistant PR Mm -hmm. director, so I uh, accepted that job uh, from with Travis and the Warriors in the summer of 1998, and so I've been with the Warriors since 1998. Just finished my 21st year, and just over the years, my title has changed from the initially just PR director, then executive director of public relations, then. Might have been senior director of public relations, and then vice president of public relations, and now it's senior vice president of public relations. So, to be honest with you, my the job function really hasn't changed a ton. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say the scope of it has changed in terms of more responsibilities, I guess, or being mm-hmm. or being being involved in more things mm-hmm. uh, with with other departments and long-term strategy and right now we're actually building a brand new arena in san francisco so mm-hmm. that's a very mm-hmm. educational um so yeah so just finished my mm-hmm. 21st year here as the wow. senior vice president of communications
0: wow and drawing from that you talked about your functions so what are your functions and what is kind of your day-to-day schedule like and i'm sure that it's probably different in the off season compared to during the season so i want to focus it on during the season what are your functions when you are working
1: yeah um well of course i'm working all the time there uh if there's one thing i can mention to young folks out there if you want to get involved in this career you really have to be dedicated and i don't mean that as lip service i mean if you want to really be good you have to Mm put in the hours i'm leaving for vacation on Saturday. I've literally had one day off in the last 10 months, and wow. that, include, that includes Saturdays and Sundays. Um, there's just, And that, a lot of that is because of the team that we've had over the last five years and going to the final five years in a row and just to our stature mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. So just uh, when I talk about a, a typical day, every day changes, but if you're going to get involved in this career, you have to be willing to work and have to be able to sacrifice, and realize this isn't a forty-hour job, uh week job. This is sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety hours a week, and you're virtually mm-hmm. married to the uh, married to the position. So, a um, again, my main responsibility is overseeing all the communication for the Warriors and being the middleman between the team and the media. So, a typical game day for me during the season is um, at home. We'll come in the morning and and go through, um, just keeping it up with my email inbox is a chore. I, I tell people all the time I could literally spend all day on email for eight or nine hours, and that, that could be a, a full-time job. If I just responded to the request that came in, that right there could be a full day. So I'll typically start off the morning by returning phone calls and answering emails. Then on a typical game day, we have a shoot-around at 10 o'clock, so I'll go down to the uh, the gym the team will have an hour-long shoot-around practice at the end of shoot-around the media is allowed to come in and interview our players and coaches so at the end of shoot-around we'll have our uh two or three of our players go talk to the media about that night's particular game or whatever and other interviews we may have lined up and keep in mind there's the the amount of media attention now is it, it's it's tenfold what it used to be for any given shoot-around we could have as many as mm-hmm. 15, 20, 25, 30 media people on hand just due to the, the amount of, of uh, attention we have on our team. So it's mm-hmm. been a couple hours down there in the morning going through interview requests and lining people up with uh, things that they, they might need. So that's probably from 10 until noon on a game day. I'll spend part of the day reaching out to if we're playing, say, the Lakers on that particular day. Um, we have a traveling media list that every team sends to us of, all their broadcasters and beat writers who are coming to cover the game. So I'll spend probably a half hour calling all of the broadcasters and beat writers and the visiting team that come to Oakland to check in with them and make sure they have everything they need. And that would be, you know, for the Lakers, that would be a guy named Bill McDonald is their TV play-by-play guy. John Ireland Mm -hmm. is their radio play-by-play guy. Michael Thompson is their radio color analyst. Stu Lance is their TV color analyst. Um, And they, typically, the Lakers usually have uh, anywhere from four to five beat writers who travel with them. So I'll call the beat writer from the LA times, the LA daily news, the ESPN, Los Angeles, whatever other affiliates it might be. And just have a, you know, uh, half of my get half of my just get voicemails with the ones I talk to, just kind of making sure they're all set for that night's game, tossing mm-hmm. any kind of information. I may want them to have about the warriors and about our team or something We like some particular point or narrative that we may be trying to, to uh, stir up at that point in time, so I'll spend a little while doing that. Um, after that, spending more time uh, getting back to, on phone calls and, and answering requests that are coming in. Spent a lot of time in meetings. Um, in my job, even on a game day, not necessarily just basketball, this last two or three years we've been focused on building a new arena, so on any given game day I could have an hour-long meeting about Chase Center and some of the things we may need to get mm-hmm. done to get ready to build it, go into this new arena. Um, some game days, I have a meeting I'm on the player appearance committee. So, NBA players are required to do to make appearances each season. They're they're mandated to make twelve appearances in the community. Oh, wow. So, part of my job is to oversee if we get requests for Stephen Curry to go to a high school and and attend an assembly, or go to a junior high school and read books, or visit a hospital mm-hmm. or whatnot. I oversee part of that as well. So, I attend a lot of meetings on any given day. Then on a uh, typical game day, I usually head over to the arena around 3.30 in the afternoon, get there at 4, and then I'm just walking around the first hour and uh, making sure everything is set up for that night's game. Then by mm-hmm. 5 o'clock, the media arriving, so it's just a matter of of having typical conversations with the uh, media. spend most of my pregame time in the locker room. Um, Coach Kerr does a a uh, media availability session every night at 545 prior to the game, so I'll make sure he's ready for that. I'll spend five minutes with him before he does his media availability, giving him thoughts on what some questions might be that he might get in the media that night, if there's anything sensitive that might be out there or any particular mm-hmm. questions I know that are are going to be a focal point, I'll mention that to him. And so we'll do that pregame. The locker room is open to the media. For player for media to come in for 45 or for a half hour every night, 6:15 to 6:45. So I'll be in there during that point in time to either arrange any interviews or just kind of play gatekeeper in the locker room and have conversations with the media and our players during that window. And then uh, after that, usually head back to the media room and and, uh, just make sure everything's fine back there with all the writers. Have a little pregame meal and then go out watch the game during the game we a ton of things going on, always making sure all the print reporters, all the TV reporters, all the radio broadcasters are set up and they have everything they need throughout the game. If there's any kind of a record that might be broken, our department is mm-hmm. the one who handles all of that information. Um, we're the ones that handle all the statistical information, all the box scores, all the stat stuff that gets released during the game comes through our department. After the game, where you see me a lot, is uh, if we win the game, we'll get a request from, our TV broadcasts our radio broadcasts from mm. the ESPN or a TNT or the visiting team to do interviews on some nights we may have have as many as five or six post game interviews that we do so we'll grab the players as they walk off the floor and have them do these two or three or four minute interviews before they head back to the locker room then we first order business after the game is to make sure get coach Kerr in to do his pre his post game interview session which typically takes 10 minutes and then we'll spend another 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes doing post-game interviews with our players in the interview room and in the locker room. And then usually within, I don't know, 45 minutes after a game ends or so, we're done with the interviews. And then it's just a matter of, again, continuing to reach out to the media, be in the media workroom to make sure they have everything that they need. My staff is accumulating all the information that happened throughout the game, any records that were broken or tied or whatnot, we hand out all that information. We gather sound after every game and send it out to our SoundCloud page so anybody can listen to the interviews that were done, make sure NBC Sports Bay Area is set with all their post-game uh, information that they might need for their post-game show. And so a lot wow. of game night. A lot of game nights I don't walk out of the arena till I mean most game nights, until at least 11.30. So a typical wow. game day for me is about 8.30 in the morning until 11.30 at night. So that's wow. kind of a quick... That's very high level. I mean, there's hundreds of other things involved in that day, but that's just a uh, high-level idea.
0: Wow. So even just listening to that, you can just think about how much stuff that goes into one day. And it's really interesting getting to hear the the behind-the-scenes. You get to watch all the post-game interviews and all those interviews going on as a viewer, but then it's really interesting learning about what goes on behind the scenes, and you get to talk to these, uh, you get to interact with these people that are known all over the world, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and does it still make you starstruck sometimes, or is it just like a normal day in the work for you?
1: Uh, Now, it's pretty normal. I mean, years ago, when I started off, I was probably, my my first ever year was Magic Johnson. I was probably a little, Mm -hmm. probably a little intimidated by that as an intern, and Working with Jerry West and and people like that with the Lakers early on. Um, the longer I do it now, it's pretty it's secondhand. I've been doing it for so many years, and and at, at the end of the day, you realize that these guys are just like me and you. They, as they mm-hmm. say, they put on their pants one leg at a time, and they mm-hmm. and they do everything that we do in a normal in a normal day. So and we're really lucky that our guys are really easy to work with, very accommodating, and mm-hmm. so so really not starstruck anymore, but still. One thing I try to never forget is always remember where I came from and and how much what a you know even during long days where there you might be stressed out, just realizing that you know wow when i was a when I was ten or twelve or fifteen or eighteen, I would have loved to say this is where I'll be today and and to be here is i like, I never lose sight of just how fortunate i am and and to be able to work with, work in the n b a again especially with such 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 a small number of people that have an opportunity to do it. But to answer your question now, now, now that I've been doing it for so many years, there's mm-hmm. no more being starstruck. I looked at it being being a, just a great opportunity to have, have a, an opportunity to, to build relationships and lifelong friendships with some of these people.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, as we're nearing the end of the interview, uh, I have one last question, which is what is your advice to a teenager that wants to work in your industry?
1: As I noted a few minutes earlier, do an internship when you're in college. Mm -hmm. um, Do an internship with with a local professional team, whether that be baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Uh, If you're if you're if you can't get that, try to get a minor league team. If you're in a smaller Mm -hmm. city, whether you know, I I grew up and spent some time in Wichita, Kansas, and we had a uh, minor league baseball team. Maybe get a job Mm -hmm. for a minor league team. Um, if you can't do that, work in the sports information department, and maybe your college for the baseball, football, basketball SID would be great. But I've, you've got to do an internship. And in, in my 28 years that I've had a, a job in this field, I don't think I've ever hired someone that didn't have some experience. Like I've, I've never hired someone that was 37 years old and or 27 years old and mm-hmm. came to me and they had never worked in sports and they had worked for for. Amtrak. That's just uh, mm-hmm. that very seldom happens. So, mm-hmm. anybody I hire typically, for the most part, it's going to be someone that has experience in the business, uh, having worked for a team in public relations or another function, or someone that started off as an intern. Most teams are going to, if they're looking to bring in a junior staff level member uh, into their PR department specifically, they're typically going to hire. Uh, Someone who was one of their interns that worked for uh, worked for them. So, and again, at that, uh, again, it took me. Once I started inquiring about my internship, it was like my freshman or sophomore year of college. It took me two and a half years just to get the wow. internship. And again, life's all about timing too. It could take somebody mm-hmm. a month to get an internship. It took me two and a half years, and I had to drive 90 miles each way for to work for free. Wow. For my for my internship from the other side of San Bernardino to Inglewood where the Lakers play mm-hmm. the forum um, so um, but you, yeah you have to be dedicated but do an internship and when you do your internship you need to stand out most teams and you know the interns uh, that we have with the Warriors, we have three or four or five every year as with the Lakers at that time we had three or four or five you got to stand out if, if somebody mm-hmm. if they have it, if they have an opening, they're going to hire one person. They're not going to be able to hire two or three of the interns. They're going to be able to hire one. So you have to be better than the other four or five. What are you going to do? Are you going to be the first one in the office? Are you going to be the last one to leave? Are you going to work harder than anybody? you going to have a better attitude than anybody? Are you going to be the best writer? Are you going to be willing to do anything they ask you to do? And all that stuff. So you have to stand out. You can't just be the an average Joe you have to prove them that you're better than the next guy, and if they have an opening, you're gonna be the guy that they hire yeah so so at the end of the day, do an internship and get involved, get your foot in the door somehow.
0: mm, thank you so much, Raymond. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk about your job. I can tell you're really passionate about what you do and you love doing what you do, and I know that that will help a lot of other teenagers out there that. Are thinking about going into communications or the sports industry, and I I definitely learned a lot. So thank you so much for doing this. And oh, I have one last like personal question. Where can mm-hmm. I send one of those requests for Stephen Curry to talk at my high school?
1: Uh, you can send it to me, and uh, the chances probably are you're here local. I mean, there there could be a chance that could happen. Yeah. It all depends on it. I mean, we, I mean, we do community events all the time. A lot of it might <laughs> depend. Depend on if we had some kind of a sponsorship event at your school or whatnot, but we'll take any request and and uh go through the uh go through the list but feel free to send it to my really? email address wow well again, the chances are we keep in mind yeah, of course. we literally have hundreds of requests for staff he may be able to do six of them so it's it, 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 it's it's yeah. all a matter of uh all a matter of timing and again i I'm not the one that oversees the
0: oh, community oh, yeah, community
1: yeah. relations aspect of it so <laughs> Um, But Uh if you want to come hang out at your house for a few minutes, I could probably work on that for you. (laughs) Um, We could probably get that done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so thank you so much, Raymond. I really appreciate it. And take care. I really appreciate it. Not a
1: problem. Happy to help. Happy to call anytime you need something. Great talking to you.
0: Thanks for listening to
1: the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at MajorJobsPodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.